topic about that genera- generational like debt or like burden that sometimes we feel especially from uh, our parents being uh, immigrants to this country yes. i think it's not just something that um southeast asians feel mm. majority of us filipinos it's here. just any immigrants it's right? a lot of immigrant parents mm. out there who have come from the whether it's a third world country or even even a first world country and come to a come to Australia mm. to just have a better life. Mm. Um, and it's something where it's really hard because there's a lot of people out there who feel that they're so in debt to their mm. parents, to their grandparents for coming here, for giving them what what our parents used to say, sacrificing. Mm. They sacrificed so much, yet it feels that some sometimes it's just ingrained into us to live their life that they missed out on right um you feel burdened you feel to burdened, do something yeah uh, so I, I guess where, where where do we go with that like i i understand that mindset mm. and i think sometimes it burdens us too much and we have this expectation mm-hmm. that we have to do for our life and then sometimes that could uh halt us and prevent us from actually moving forward to actually what we really want to do yeah right and i guess that's what we really want to encourage with this podcast with this brand is we want people to live a life that they really want to live because you don't want to live a life with regrets exactly. like there's so many stories of people going to um age cares and asking these people yeah. these questions and most of them are saying mm-hmm. i wish they start yeah. with i wish and that's the one of the worst phrases you could hear i mm-hmm. wish because that is a sign of regret mm-hmm. a sign you, mm-hmm. you did you didn't do something with your life but you really wanted to so that's why we, we really want to encourage others to do something, something more with themselves, some to yeah, be better. Exactly. And you can still you can still, you know, give your parents honor with what you do. Like there's you see a lot of people who I guess they didn't become a doctor or an engineer just, an or engin- a nurse. Yeah. Be a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Be like to have this, this career. Yeah. And then you have these I I I was gonna say like the Asian like background. They pursue something that they love and mm. they prove to their parents that there is something better than this. Yeah. But then there's also sometimes when they still don't believe it. Yeah. And it's, it's that struggle of getting to that point. Mm. It's a struggle of getting to the area where you're like, I was able to build this up. Hey, mom and dad, I, I was able to build this up to make you proud. Mm. But then the real question is, are they actually proud? Mm. Like, mm. that's the hard thing because yeah. I think everyone, everyone is, wants to make their parents proud. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's something that I don't even know. Are we growing up to? Are we taught to be like that, or is it just in built-in human nature to make make our parents proud? Mm. I think it's probably even built in our human nature to do that. Mm. Yeah. Like, because we, I guess, we want to make people happy. Yeah. Mm. So especially if it's going to be our parents, we're like, mm. oh man, they brought us up in this life. Yeah. We, yeah, we feel like some sort of obligation to it. But right. I was going to ask, um, how common do you reckon this this feeling is for not only us but for everyone like is it only like are you talking about agents and like i I think it's i think a good word is just people with immigrant parents Mm, people mm. i I don't know where people call them first generations where they were the first ones who came to australia so they're first generations australians Mm -hmm. um so it's those people who have that because i've met other people out there who were fourth, fifth generation Chinese and 
their lifestyle is completely different. It's like mm. they don't, they don't have that pressure that mm. they're in debt anymore because their generations, their parents, their grandparents, their great grandparents were Austra- already in Australia, mm. and it might be something where it's like because of that understanding that their great grandparents had when they first came here, or their grandparents had when they came here, it slowly fizzled out. It's like yeah. well you don't have to have that burden on you anymore because we've already had right, it. Right. Well, why do you think it fizzles out? Do I you think, think it's like it's the tradition, the culture that they, the environment they have? Potentially. Potentially could be just a mixture of all of them. Yeah. It's like um, how I guess I was, I was born in Australia. Um, mm. I understand my language. Will my kids understand my language? Mm. I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe bits and pieces. Right. Maybe swear words. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else learns. What's that phrase? Yeah. Hey, Dad, tell me a dirty joke. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a dirty phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but like by the time I see my grandkids, my grandkids mm. out there, potentially they might not even know my language. Yeah. They might know the culture mm-hmm. of like friends, family, being in a group, but having that culture of actually knowing what Philippines or Filipinos mm. do, it's like a, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I don't even know what that dancey thing's called where they cut the sticks yeah. down, man. Oh, what, what, what is that called? Uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I just hear it coming from, is, it, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, the thing is like, for me, I'm, I'm very, I, I like the Filipino culture. Mm. Like, I like to ingrain, I, I wish my kids and my grandkids could still have that mm. Filipino culture, um, culture. <laughs> the American. <laughs> that Filipino culture, um, as part of their lives, right. um, maybe like the main, like I said, the main traditions may stay there, mm. but the other ones they're gonna be Aussies yeah. <laughs> at the end of the mm. day. They're gonna be growing off with other Aussies out there. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what good. That's good about Australia. It's just like it's very multicultural. Yeah. So that's they embrace other people's culture. Mm. Um, and with most like when you move to a different country, like a lot of the immigrants, I would say, like they stick kind of together. Yeah. Mm. So that's why we. <laughs> Like even though we were born here, we still have like like a so lot of Filipinos of, yeah. around us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's how you could create a connection with your culture. It's like, oh, mm. you're Filipino. I'm Filipino yeah. too. Mm. Like you know, I feel, I feel that's like a very Filipino thing. Yeah, like, no, oh, like oh, do you know? Do you know? Um, <laughs> do you know this PJ? PJ? Um, <laughs> Sansos? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is such a common name, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, like that that cultural stuff. Like, uh, I think it's important for. You know the next generation to have that culture but i don't think it's super essential correct i'm not gonna be like you need to do these cultural things you you need Mm. to know the language it's an advantage but i'm not gonna like be like force it onto them you're not gonna be forcing if they want to choose to learn a different language i'll be like that that's yeah that's basic yeah mm. and the thing is like it's it's about that diversification Mm. of your friends as well Mm. and like that's something that um i was i was learning about about that People have the IQ, intelligence quotient, they've got the EQ, but do people have that DQ? Mm. What's the uh, DQ? Disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> 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 DQ um, is your diversity quotient. Mm. It's ah. something where do you have that circle of trust, those friends who are able to, um, who, who you're able to ask certain questions for? Because mm. the thing is, you think about your top 10 friends. Mm-mm or maybe let's say top 10 closest people around you, mm. you're going to say the majority of them are Filipino. Mm. Are they male or female? Some people have 50-50 splits. Mm. Some people have 80% um, male, 20% mm. female. Yeah. 
you think about the age differences how many friends can you say that or how many people in your circle of trust can you say um are over the age of 40. Mm -hmm. you're going to be having these unconditional biases towards you to say that oh hey man i'm I'm having this issue Mm -hmm. um and guess what the other person is going to say who's in your big circle of trust Oh yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I have the same thing because yeah. <laughs> we're the same yeah. age. Yeah. We're both Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. So how do you go out there and get a different perspective in life by building up your diversity quotient, your circle mm-hmm. of trust to be more diverse? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the teachings out of that course that I was doing was that they were kind of saying like, "Oh, you have to make friends out of your diversity quote, um, out, out of your kind of circle of trust, out of your own." Um, was a word for it i can't remember what it was but who was similar to you Mm. um but the thing is like how many people actually want to make friends with a 60 year old guy white male or woman Mm. potentially disabled or not disabled like there's there's a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration of yeah i guess also like you don't really have that chance to actually talk to that 60 year old person (laughs) yeah I think that's where I disagree where you have mm, to find correct, that person. Like, yeah. But sometimes you might be lucky enough to come across people who yeah, at the age and you be able to create that relationship with them. Yeah. It's something like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm about to have kids. Who do you talk to? You talk to people who have already had kids, who yeah. have probably older kids. And then you just ask them quick advice like, oh, hey, Tita, hey, Tito, mm. my kid's doing this. Yeah. What what can I do? What have you done in the past? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do what they say, but it's just advice to kind of build your 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 knowledge base. Mm-hmm. Something's like my mates are saying, Oh man, he's he's running around making a mess. Oh, don't worry, he's just a kid, let him be. Where someone else might be, oh, you gotta discipline him, or you gotta teach him right values. Someone else might be uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you have those different types of just um opinions or, or yeah. suggestions there's, of experience. There's different styles. Of- yeah parenting or doing anything in life right there's mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. one blueprint that will work for everyone it's something you experience for yourself because like i guess in, with kids it's a bit harder because the personality of that kid is going to be different to other yeah. kids personality mm-hmm. there's a lot of variables there um so you know but i i guess like you don't really only have to seek out people you could seek out education like mm-hmm. reading material is yep. a big one I would say like reading books or listening to any educational like podcasts, people, podcasts, podcasts just people who they, have yeah. that knowledge, right? Um, I, I guess that would be the best way and then finding people who have a background in that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but how many people actually educate themselves? Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing, yeah. right? How many people actually like do the effort, do the yards to actually find and actually research things as mm-hmm. opposed to seeing what's up front. Nah, yeah. Facebook, man. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook man. Facebook reason. said like yeah. this medicine will heal us, yeah. man. This tea will heal yeah. your cancer, man. <laughs> so it's it's all about how, how like what are people doing to educate themselves, mm. and that's what we want to do as well. Is we want to inspire the education, that growth mindset. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to do that? Mm-hmm. Obviously, finding people who are on that journey as well. You mm-hmm. learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Finding your like a coach or a mentor people like a teacher that can help you with that those are the things that we we need to seek out as opposed to just say taking everything at face value yeah yeah Yeah, and even even the best thing about those things is you find that coach you find that mentor you find that teacher and then you start questioning the stuff that they say to be like get them thinking as well and then 
Mm. It's something where if you don't understand, don't just take, don't just take, yeah. just don't just absorb the information. Yeah. Question it. Yeah. It's a big mm-hmm. thing that a lot of people, especially like in, in, in our kind of generation, mm. don't do as well. They don't do as not as well as they maybe don't add, um, aren't as good at. Mm. So it's like, a, yeah. how, how can you find someone who wants to be open-minded, who wants yeah. to get those questions out there? That's why you, having to fear that, yeah. oh, why are you not just, following yeah, me? Yeah, why are you not following me? This is, no, just do as I say. Mm. If we did that, man, well, that would be like communism. Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like this dictatorship, yeah. right? Like I'll follow every order blindly, mm. like mindless robot, you know? Mm. Yeah. I guess it's like an ego thing. Exactly. Like yeah. you have to follow me because I know. I know yeah. better. Oh, I know better. Yeah. I have experience. I'm yeah. older than you. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. like I've lived on this earth longer than you. It's like, man, damn, that's, that's bro. The worst that's the worst part. Like, it's just like, you get those like grandparents or yeah. uncles or yeah. aunties out there who are like, I am older there than yeah. you. Therefore, I am right. Exactly. Five G creates coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So it's that importance of education. I think that's we're starting all starting to begin that way. You know. And then you come across like so many young people, mm-hmm. and like they're so much more knowledgeable, and you're like, yeah, like, yeah. wow, like this generation, the younger generation yeah. to us, man, man, like the stuff that they're getting into, yeah, it's like when I was their age, when I was just sitting at home playing Maple Story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penny, penny trading, penny trading, yeah. Yeah. penny, penny trading, penny yeah. trading. Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, I was, I was talking to one of my mates, and his younger brother is like, he's he's probably what five years younger than him, six years younger than him. Mm. He was saying that he started going like during the first year uni, he started checking out stocks yeah. and like actually making money out of mm. stocks and stuff. Probably saved up around, flipped probably 10K into 100K yeah. just because of the knowledge that he knew. Yeah. And he's going to continue building that. And mm. that's the stuff that mm. when we, we were never taught that it was exactly. our age, probably because we didn't have the um, kind of material out there mm. as, as easily mm. as out there on the internet. But even still it's like crazy to see how many kids are getting into bitcoin into yeah. stocks into just actually yeah. learning about money yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that's kind of become a trend though yeah like mm. having all all that information out there people are seeing like all the success that people are mm. having and it's mm. become i don't know if it's trend is the right word to, mm. to use but yeah it's like cool. I, I think it's more of like a hype like with anything like i'm not a financial i know nothing about yeah, stocks man. but like <laughs> just from what i've seen like it, it, it can kind of be a trap as well. Like you'll have people in our older generation, they see people younger generation who are successful mm. and then they'll jump on that trend, but they won't realize that it's, it could be just a pump and dump or mm. they'll just get trapped into a thing that will bait them into something to spend money. So it's, that's why the importance of education is so important mm-hmm. because learning about how stocks work, how all that stuff works, the systems and yeah. You, say, you can't just go into there and be like, I'm going to put 10K into ASX and hope yeah, for the best. It's exactly. like, you got to understand. I didn't even know. I didn't even know where to start. <laughs> now. I, I'm not even a, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, but th- that's the other thing. It's about diving in and taking action as well. That's the other part you need to take in account to. Yes, you have education. Like we can have all the knowledge in the world, but if we don't apply it, it's nothing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you put those two together. Um, but Yeah. So how can we educate more people in mm. pursuing knowledge or just to get understanding? Yeah. That's the main part, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the older generation, like this young generation, like as JP said, like it's just they're, it's crazy what they're doing, what they're trying to, they're, they're achieving. And the opportunities out there are so much bigger now. Mm. The, 
I, like for me, uh, what I was growing up with is just like get a job and live your life yeah. till you're dead. And do, do, do a degree, yeah, and then right. Just do that. Just work, work, work for nine to five, and then mm. build a house, start a family. Yeah, you're all set. You're all mm. set. It's like exactly. Man, I want to do fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's many ways to do that now. Mm. You know, yeah. and it goes back to parents pushing their dreams onto mm. the kids yeah. and stuff like that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I think it, it gets to the point where it's too extreme yeah that's where i have a problem yes yes and i think it's, it's there's nothing wrong it's like parents are out there trying to do their best for their kids yes exactly like they probably imagine imagine them like 20 years ago and if they had their own podcast they're like man my my parents at the end of the day they're just trying to they, they take the best things that they learn from their yeah. parents mm -hmm. and push it onto us yeah. but sometimes it like you said it may be a bit too extreme so mm -hmm. it's something that maybe for us as as a generation that can change it is we start changing that to our kids give yeah. them more i guess not not freedom but more um we take the best parts from yeah, our parents yeah. lives we take yeah. the best parts that our parents did for us and we impart them onto our kids because at the end of the day our parents just want us to succeed yeah 100 yeah right you don't want to see your kid like homeless and failing mm. in life right yeah. no mm. no no parent wants to see that mm. Mm. it's I, I guess what we want is just support yes for what we're trying to do that's the biggest thing like yeah. you, you can do for someone is just to be there for them mm. and don't come from a place of criticism or judgment come mm. from a place of how can i help you yes what can i do yes. to support you that's mm. what i guess we want to thrive for right mm. like especially when we started this business it was it's a struggle mm. because your family doesn't come doesn't really understand this yeah. whole industry how it works and they they only know it's oh it's business it's risky it's a lot of money but what how can we you know educate ourselves and mm. do what we can with what resources we have to build something yeah it might be good to kind of like i don't know if you want to share your story about you're an engineer you finished uni mm. you're an engineer mm. and then you stopped engineering you quit engineering created your own videography business mm. how did your parents kind of take that i don't know the true feeling yeah. but i felt like they were disappointed in that yeah. like they they really wanted me to just stay in engineering and mm. find a job in engineering and stick to that but i don't know like for me i knew what i wanted and i knew mm. i couldn't do that continue doing that and i knew mm. that i was gonna feel like because like, like already when i was doing mm. the degree i already felt like i didn't want to do it yeah, yeah. and the, like that was the first year and i was like oh, i really don't want to do this but mm. i felt that pressure yeah like i need to make my parents happy right like so i i finished it because my parents mm -hmm. pretty much but i was thinking to myself okay am i gonna want to do this for the rest of my life exactly mm. like i had to kind of i guess disappoint my parents because i need to follow my own yeah like mm. you know goals my own vision mm. so yeah it's like that that disappointment there was a quote that you said it's like you can disappoint them for a few yeah. for a few years but like mm -hmm. just don't disappoint yourself for the rest of your life mm -hmm. yeah. that's yeah. the worst yeah. thing like yeah. imagine living your life just for your parents yeah and then you know as life's they mm -hmm. end what 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 was going to happen then mm. you're just going to wait for your parents to pass away till you feel freedom yeah like that's the worst thing like that's you, the way i see it yeah it's like they pass away or you just you run away yeah it's like mm. you move out to have that freedom that you want to do mm. it's like yeah. it's hard it's a hard it's, like it's choice hard. to have it's it's, yeah mm. so i had a question so for those who are like um going through that similar situation what would you what would your advice be to like 
because obviously it's more just how do you educate the parents and mm. I want to pursue this where they have a vision of you going this way. Mm. That's a really good question. Um, I honestly, I, I wouldn't give advice because mm. I, I, I don't have advice to give mm. because I don't know that person's situation. Mm. It would more like if I have a discussion with someone about that, it's kind of like, all right, so you don't want to do this, but what do you really want to do? Well, well okay, you want to do that. What, what's that going to do for you? Mm. And it's just trying to find and break it down mm -hmm. to a deeper level, you know, because you, you can't just give advice just from a question like that. It's mm. how can help me understand what you're going through and you're coming to me. So what can I do to help you? How, how can I support you? Mm. Right. And I think a good way to put it as well is that I, it always stems from like something that I've always like held really close to me is that you can only control what you can control. Yeah. Mm. Control the way that you want to live. Mm. That's something that you can control. You can't control how your parents think. You can't control how your friends think or your family thinks. Yeah. Mm. You can control how you think and how you take it. Yeah. Mm. At the end of the day, like you should be number one. You should yeah. be. Mm -hmm. You should 100%. be take care of yourself. Mm. Um, which a lot of people tend to forget. A lot mm. of people tend to be so absorbed in pleasing other people. Like you said, mm -hmm. uh, people are out there to please others. Mm -hmm. Like when's the last time you sat down and actually thought about how could you make yourself happy? Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's it's like that um, on the on an airplane. Yeah, they say put your mask on first and then mm. help out others. Yeah. Because what well, you're gonna help others without you having a mask on? Mm. Or how are you supposed to help people? You can't yeah, you breathe. You can help yourself first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like bears. This is the mentality that bears has. It's pretty rough, man. Like mm. if a if a um, mother bear was taking care of their cub and they ran out of food, yeah, they'd eat their bear. They're gonna the eat their cubs mm. because they're gonna survive because they know that if they live, they can produce more cubs. Yeah. Whereas but the if, cub, they die, yeah. if they die, if they die, the cubs anyway. dead as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of that mentality. Mm. That's harsh, man. It's harsh, but <laughs> it's, it's like a tough choice, mm. you know? Mm. Um, but it also comes with taking ownership of your life and being responsible for every action that you do. And whatever choices you make, make sure you be like, I made these decisions based on what I want to do and I'll take ownership of it. I'm not going to blame, blame anyone for what happens, what are the consequences. I will own up to it. Yeah. It's having that courage, man. Like, it's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're not going to be in your control, but you just have to take responsibility of it and take ownership. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Correct. Yeah. Damn, that was heavy. Yeah, that, was that was heavy. <laughs> that was a really good question, though. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. Because I, I think it like that question is like, how do you how do you please your parents? How do you please your parents without upsetting them? But at the same time making sure that you're happy. It's like, it's a contradiction. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> your parents are happy if you do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're happy if you don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, how do you kind of mend them together? It's, it's yeah. a hard choice. It's also like, don't let emotions, don't base your decisions off emotions as well. Because mm. um, like the saying goes, like emotions are great indicators, but terrible dictators. Like we can't. It's, Emotions are just something of a reaction to a mm -hmm. circumstance or a situation. That, that was a heavy one, man. Especially like with family mm -hmm. or anything with well, what you were trying to pursue. Mm -hmm. you, you always want to make people proud, but make sure you're proud. Like, yeah, you're, you take pride in what you yeah. do. Yeah. Just make I sure think, you love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, ultimately, your, your parents just want to see you succeed. Exactly. And they probably have like a certain thing like, you know, be a nurse. Be a yeah. doctor, 
be, become a lawyer. Like the the high professions that, yeah. that are out there. But if you can succeed in some other way and they see you actually succeed, yeah. then they'll be happy for you. I, yeah. That's what I, yeah. that's the general thing, I think. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a good way to put it because it's, it's something where probably when they were brought up, when they were taught at a young age, it's like to succeed, you have to be a nurse, a doctor. Yeah. Because back then, it was the trend. You saw mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Filipinos, um, were the people who were going to wars as nurses, as doctors, known mm. for that. And then next thing you know, they're going over internationally to the States, to Canada, to Australia, yeah. to other countries yeah. to pursue that nursing dream because that's what success was. You were able to mm. spend, you were able to make money to send it back to the family in Philippines yeah. or to send it mm. back to the family wherever they were from. And that was success because you were a breadwinner. You were able to do that for your family. Mm. But now we're born in a country which is super lucky yeah we're born in a super lucky country where you've got we get free money man like we get free money you don't do anything his money yeah like they just want to make sure everyone we get good health care exactly but they still bring on the old kind of mentality to say oh you don't have a job you're you're not going to succeed you know you don't have this you're not going to succeed you're not doing that i think it's something where it's it's you got to kind of educate them it's like, mm. how do you do it? That's Man. a tough question. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a question. We just, yeah. just going around in circles. Yeah. Like, how do we do that? I guess the best way them? to do it is to show results. Yeah. You, mm. you show it through results. Yeah. Mm. Make sure, but you need to understand that those results sometimes won't show up yeah. for a while. Mm. So how can you make sure you have that patience? You understand that you keep working, you keep planting those seeds and letting them grow. Mm. Don't, don't touch the ground while once you plant the seeds a day yeah. later. Like keep watering mm. it, keep working on it, and just stay laser focused. Make sure you win to show results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Having patience and resilience. Yeah, and like you know the, the stuff we get to do. Like you have your startup, and oh no, come back to that. Like, mm-hmm. but even what we're doing is mm-hmm. it's a privilege. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. We have the opportunity to work on these things that we love, and mm-hmm. everyone in this world has that opportunity like you just have to work for it like man we're we're still in our day jobs like this isn't our full-time thing Mm. it would be awesome to make this our full-time like income but we have to make the sacrifice you gotta build you gotta build that empire exactly you gotta build you gotta grow it Mm. as it's good to hear those stories that you know people always see these successful people but like they call them like one day success but like you don't see the 12 years or 10 Mm. years that they put the hard yards in yeah you only see the the day they they the lights are on them mm-hmm. so it's just about like even Gerald and i we were having doubts that like a few weeks ago we were like oh man i'm like down in this like mm-hmm. but it's just keep on going like you gotta stay on the grind mm-hmm. and believe what we started we're gonna finish it mm-hmm. having that impeccable word mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's hard when you don't see results but if you don't work in it obviously you're not gonna see results yeah but yeah how is the startup going it's pretty good like um i think an area so here's a plug yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a we've got a startup called resume mm. um and it's a um think of it as a social platform to share your recipes with mm. other people um home chefs sharing home oh sorry home cooks sharing recipes with other home cooks yeah. um the hardest part about cooking is figuring out what to cook mm. so the app that we're developing um is, it's an app where you can Post photos of your recipe, share it easily, give it to friends, have have 
basic information about it, such as how long it's going to take to cook, how long it's going to take to prep, um, the difficulty of it, and then just post it up, take a look on your phone, and then there's a bunch of recipes yeah. that you can start. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going out to beta testing hopefully next week. Yeah. Um, we've been working on it since around December. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something where it's been a really great experience because right. it's something where I started to learn that the stuff that I was doing was really fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I still had my nine to five job, um, working long hours. And then after work, I'd probably put in another three, four hours a day mm. onto this, but it was something where I wasn't tired of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was something where I was continuously working. I'm yeah. like, man, I could keep working on this. Yeah. Sometimes I'd go to bed at 3am. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Mm. I, could work, yeah. I could work the next morning. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was something then I see it as um, the work that I'm doing, the nine to five job that I had was just, funding to do something mm. more yeah. fun something yeah. more special yeah. and the startup really showed me that it could be something like this regardless of whether it um succeeds or not it's taught me a lot to be really open-minded about the different type of work that i can get into yeah. mm-hmm. definitely um and yeah so it, it's really it's really fun because you, you start working with people who are like-minded to you at my um at my job i'm just a number i'm just an employee mm. um there was a metaphor one of my friends used was that um a company or a startup starts off with your commandos diving in so you're in a war the commandos dive in they find a really good place to work on those those commandos are like your founders of the company Mm -hmm. and then once the commandos are in you bring the army Mm. the army comes in they build the barracks they fortify everything Mm. they make the business Mm. a business and then once the army's in the next people are your police Mm-hmm. Right. And then by the time the police are in, it's no longer fun because the police are just enforcing yeah. what's already there. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. Yeah. police man. I want to be the commander coming yeah. in, like searching around. Yeah. But the thing is, it's high risk. Of course, mm-hmm. as a commander, it's high risk because you could potentially be the ones that are the first ones to fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you ensure that you continue to be really vigilant in the stuff that you're doing, but at the same time taking enough risk for the rest of your company to succeed? Mm. Mm. Well, like if you look at other successful people, man, like they're the biggest risk takers. Yes. And yeah. you only hear about their successes, but you don't hear about their failings. The and sometimes their failings are like really bad, but they took those risks. Mm-hmm. They're willing to take that leap of faith, right? That's what it is. Um, I had a question, but yeah, you were saying that you, you started your startup and you found that you loved it. Mm-hmm. Like you only realized that you loved it until you started doing Correct. it, right? Correct. And yeah. I find that a lot of people, they're always like searching. Oh, I want to be passionate about what I want to be happy. Yeah. But I'm like, like, yo, have you even started doing this? Like, mm-hmm. how do you know you're gonna find passion and yeah. happiness mm-hmm. through it? And then I hear all these stories like, oh, my kid, yeah, he was doing uni, he's doing photography, he loved it, and then he was like, he got bored of it, and then he went to do like, like medical school or something like that. He got, and it's just like, people are always searching for the things they're passionate about and happy mm-hmm. about. But like, how far are you like? how long are you willing to go to find that passion and yeah. happiness? Exactly. How many times are you going to keep switching mm-hmm. around, finding that job that mm-hmm. you think is going to find you happiness? It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to me. And, and, and that's the thing is because I back at uni, I was really good at programming. Mm-hmm. I was really good at it. I hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. And then until I actually went to work, stopped coding, did more did solution design work, and then, started this startup, I started coding again. And man, mm-hmm. I started enjoying it. I'm like, yeah. this is something completely different. 
And I'm like, mm. it, it doesn't mean just because you um, hated it initially, it doesn't mean you can't go back exactly. into it and start enjoying it exactly. again. Mm. And that's something that I found is that this part of it, um, this business operation side of it as well, ends up being really, um, really fun because I can I know how a company works. I know how to build that company mm. from bottom up. I know how to put processes in there to make sure that you're more efficient. You can take a business, a business can be successful in five years, but my goal is how can I make that business successful in two, three years? Mm-hmm. It's just basic processes and procedures yeah. in place, running those, like we said, like what like what I taught you guys, yeah. mm-hmm. basic planning, mm, yeah. task management. It just helps your, helps you be more efficient in the way yeah. that you work. That's why we appreciate that, mm-hmm. that coaching yeah. stuff. And when we, Definitely. when I was discussing with you, I was like, you have, you have the knowledge and the skills, man. Like you mm. could definitely create your own type of business or do something with your knowledge. Mm. And that's what like I wanted to do that you're helping us out, like with even with Shinobi teaching us those things. Mm-hmm. And shout out Shinobi. Shout out Shinobi guys. <laughs> Make sure you check them out. They're, yeah. they're a great film crew, great creatives. But like um with that initiative, I don't want to reveal too much mm-hmm. that we like I was telling Gerald before, like it's something I really want to pursue still, mm-hmm. but I know it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. And w- one thing I realized, I kind of want to park the bus on that too, because I think we still need a lot of growth for mm-hmm. us as individuals. Yeah. We still need a lot of growth to do. Um, so I would prefer us to have a bit more knowledge, have mm-hmm. more growth. Mm-hmm. And then let's, if you guys are still down, let's, let's do this initiative yeah. that we want to do, because I think there's great value in it, mm-hmm. especially we want to, encourage and find those willing people mm-hmm. to work with right that's what it is like i said it's, it's people who are motivated who are passionate yeah, about something exactly. that they really want to get into mm-hmm. how can we help those people mm. and that's why i think we still need you're still in your info phase of your startup we're still in our info phase mm-hmm. with our our brand you know there's still a lot of goal for us mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a good idea to have i think but like mm-hmm. um that's what we want to do right is pay forward to people mm-hmm. exactly right yeah so i, I had a question for Mm-hmm. about that why did you want to start this thing other on the than side? Your, yeah on the side i think it was just opportunity that came um and and that's the thing it's me and my friend jason um we've always wanted to mm. do something different so final year uni we had a startup um or we had someone approach us to help them out in their startup i'm not sure if it was just because we were cheap uni students or um, or whatever it was but we we started going in it and we saw kind of the the, the operations that this person had, the product owner of it, wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was someone who just kind of had an idea but had no business model yeah. in mind, didn't know where to start. And he's he's just saying that, oh, I can get people offshore to do this for 20K. How much yeah. can you guys do it for? And like as a uni student, I'm like, man, 20K is quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to do this for like 10K maybe, 5K, I don't know, man. Yeah. But um, just with that lack and just seeing that lack of business knowledge that this person had, it, it made us stop. So we were already in the design phase. We were ready mm. to start coding it up. And he, we, we asked him, it's like, what do you want? Like you have a bunch of documents that have a good idea of what you want, but what are the actual requirements that you need? Mm-hmm. And he didn't have an answer. And I'm like, how are you projecting that this is going to make money? No answer to it. And I'm like, mm. these are the basic questions that, people are going to be asking you when you're yeah. starting a business mm-hmm. it's basic stuff to say if you want to get investment if you want to get you want to make this product big mm-hmm. how do you know that it's going to be big with the money that we give mm-hmm. you 
like I'm not going to give you a million dollars just because it's, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got to show me the growth that your company has had. Right. And that's that's I think that's something that a lot of businesses don't realize or a lot of startups don't realize is that just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's going to be exactly. really big mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah. it's going to be something that grows out there. What were they saying? I was like, I think it was a very small number. I was, I'm going to get something like 30%. I can't remember the exact number. I think it was, like, it was 20% of 20% small businesses, of small businesses actually succeed. Succeed, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, man. Mm-hmm. What, two out of 10 yeah. companies yeah. succeed. Mm-hmm. And then there was other ones about saying that in the first 10 years, that that reduces down even more. Mm-hmm. So like, it's crazy. It's like, how do, how do those companies continue to succeed? What have they done differently? Yeah. And the thing is, most of the time, it's not the first business that they've ever started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> They've learned along the way. Yeah. And that's something that we're learning about as well, is that um, the, we're, we're going to beta testing with this company. Um, that's that's going to be really soon. And it's going to be something where how do we ensure that we continue growing it? Because mm. I feel right now that the way that um, the founders have it, so we're, we, we're, not, we're not founders of this startup where we're helping develop this startup, yeah. but the way that the founders see it is that um, let's just wait and if it grows, it grows kind of mentality. Mm, as um, opposed to going all in. As opposed to the stuff that I'm saying is that yeah. we've got to continue figuring out what's next because mm. the next stage for us and the way the reason why I say us because I really want to be invested in this company mm. is that mm. we need to go out there and sell ourselves. Yeah. We oh, need yeah. to promote ourselves, not just from a marketing campaign, but also to invest to say, oh, wow, you've, you've grown your company by 10,000 users mm. in two months. That's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big achievement. Mm-hmm. Then, twelve months you project your growth. Oh wow, you've grown a hundred thousand users. Yeah, imagine that a hundred thousand user database of people who are all passionate about the same thing about yeah. cooking, mm-hmm. sharing recipes, spreading that around. It's proof. It's right something. There. It's proof right there to say yeah. that hey, here's here's the money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Now give us money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's like give us money so that we can do something even more. We can add more features, run more competitions, partner up with Coles, Woolies, mm. something like that. Partner up with HelloFresh to say, hey guys, this is what we want to do with you guys. There's so many opportunities yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and it, it all it all revolves about putting effort, putting more growth into this company rather than just sitting back and letting it grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the hard part. When like, you have the potential to work on it, but you're not doing anything yeah. to actually do something to add that to add to that growth. Exactly. Mm-mm. How have you like trying to communicate to to them to try to push it? We we've tried to kind of just tell them about the process of it because like mm-hmm. like these these I'm gonna call them kids, but they're not really kids. Um, like <laughs> it's like the two three years younger than me. <laughs> these kids. <laughs> but um the people that the founders of um Resume they're they're very um young in the startup space the mm-hmm. tech space. Um, they don't have that knowledge about it. Um, they do have their own mentors who kind of talk to them about it. Um, but it's something where we try to educate them to tell them, yeah. hey, guys, um, we can't just sit on this because it, it, it's just wasted effort that we've put in. We've spent exactly. six months developing this app and it feels like it's just wasted effort with um, if we just sit back and hope yeah. that it grows because it's just it's just hope. There's there's no yeah. there's nothing they're actually putting in there to say I want to do this now. It's just oh, I I guess it will grow. Like, yeah, I want to reduce that risk. Be, just being in the osmosis of it. Like, mm. 
having it there but not doing anything to add to that growth mm. right mm. it's like i don't want it to plateau like that's the thing it's like, mm. mm-hmm. like i've seen you, you you're like dedicated to this yeah this app man like and you did a lot of work mm. it's look it was shaping up it looks really good yeah but mm. it's just a shame that you know that they don't want to add that extra yeah. growth and dedication to it but at the same time it's kind of like maybe they have a lot of things on their plate too. exactly exactly you know? exactly and that's the thing it's like um it's how, how do we and it's like me and jason how do we kind of come in there to help them out with their growth yeah give them that advice don't just be there as um developers part shareholders but yeah actually be there as mentors to them to understand it because mm-hmm. me and jason we both have quite a lot of experience in the corporate world yeah. we both have experience in how actual businesses run now it may be different to startups but it's a lot more than someone who's just graduated uni exactly and mm-hmm. put in money to just get this up developed yeah mm-hmm. you have experience in yeah that and background in it so and that's something that we've like I've, I've always been imparting to them is that hey guys utilize us while we're here utilize mm. us while we have this experience um or the, while we're, we're still in development because by the time that potentially we leave because the thing is my my business lava shack we we were looking for what's next for us as well and potentially startups may not be the thing yeah developing for startups may not be the right choice right we may go pursue a different path and by the time we're pursuing that different path they might come to us and be like, oh, hey, guys, actually, we want to invest a lot more into this company. Mm. We want you guys on board 100% dedicated. It may be too late for them. Yeah. And it's a choice that, or it's a risk that they're taking, which we told them. Mm. Um, but it's something where it's really like, um, you don't want your startup to get political at the start. That's no, the thing. It's just, like, it's, it's just real talk. It's just, here's our expectations. Here's how we think we can help you. But if you guys don't want it, no hard feelings like yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna force you to take it what's lava shack so lava shack's my um that's that's the company that me and jason created so lava mm. shack um we started off more as an it consulting company to help um resume with the development of their app mm. um so from lava shack's perspective we're a single entity we're a different entity to resume the startup mm. um but as part of the development of the app we took part shareholders or we're part shareholders of resume so in that stage we are kind of invested in this app to do yeah. well and succeed mm-hmm. um but in terms of lava shack as well we also look at different areas that we can venture in um one of them was agile coaching or business operations coaching that i'm doing um that, that i'm really passionate about because it's it's, yeah. it's how do you how do you empower these smaller businesses who mm-hmm. don't know anything about mm-hmm. corporate stuff or don't know anything about these processes and give them the tools that they need to be more efficient and effect um, and effective mm-hmm. um and that's something that i'm really passionate about same yeah. with jason he's really invested in technology and how technology can grow mm-hmm. um and it's really hard like that's that's one thing about um lava shack is figuring out what's next yeah mm-hmm. what's the next thing and it's, it's very similar i guess what's what's a curious next thing mm-hmm. now i'm talking about business operations it's like do do we um as lava shack do we want to stay as a startup company yeah or mm. which is fun like startup yeah. stuff is fun mm. or do we want to diverge and move into something where if we take this big risk to develop something really big it could make us a lot of money well, that's, what, yeah. that's what it is right high risk high reward yeah right Mm-mm. and that's the thing that we're kind of thinking about right now is where do we go where do we diverge to mm. um and that, that's a hard one because at the same time I have a feeling that if I go diverge into something that's high risk, am I going to enjoy it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what, what, when you when you say, am I going to enjoy it? What are you thinking? So I'm thinking kind of 
building something that I know from a technical sector, I can't say spoilers or anything, yeah. but like <laughs> building something that I know from a technical yeah. perspective will be bought by big corporations. Mm. Very generic, very ambiguous, but it's something like that where mm-hmm. you know that it's missing in the market right now, mm-hmm. but it's going to take you maybe a year or two to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take you maybe X thousand dollars, mm-hmm. maybe even the hundred thousands of dollars to develop um, some of the components or some of the um, features required into it. Mm-hmm. And then just hope that you're going to get that mm-hmm. funding from investors to say, hey guys, here's what we can do. Because when you build the products, we don't just think about something cool and fancy we think about the whole process that we can simplify yeah imagine having a product out there or sorry it's going to be it's the same price as the current product or the current device out there but then you go to the business and say but it can save your operational expenses 20 percent yeah yeah that's that's yeah. something yeah that's something it's like oh, even though wow, the device is the same price it's like 20 percent could be millions for mm. big corporations yeah. yeah so what's what's stopping you from like pursuing that of course, it's high risk, but you don't want to reveal too much. But. Yeah, I guess it goes back to the question that um, Gerald was asking. I didn't even answer that. <laughs> but, but I guess it goes back to the quest, um, the, the answer of, um, am I going to enjoy it? Mm. Why, do you, why do you feel like you won't enjoy it? Because I know it's going to be something very technical that uh, I have to learn and research. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, for example, with startups, you can code stuff. It's very... Um, Easy, easy, it's easy to right. do. It's, it's easy and fun. It's easy and fun. This does actually having to research technology that's not even out there and doesn't have much papers on it and you kind of defining what the standards are. And that's hard. And do that's you, the hard one. Do you one. think you could potentially find enjoyment in it? Potentially at the time being, but it's going to be just, it's just yeah. a tedious work. It's really tedious work. And mm-hmm. like, I know like for myself, I'm not, I'm not an education. <laughs> I want to say that I'm not an um, academic. I'm yeah. not an academic man. Yeah. I like practical learning. Yeah. I'm a very practical yeah. learner. I learn off um, mentors. Mm. I learn off um, other people around me. Mm. But having to actually research something and fail from it, it's like, that's, that's very, I wouldn't say super novel to me, but it's very, it's still kind of yeah. somewhat boring (laughs) (laughs) do you think this would be something you'd regret if you don't try to pursue it though not necessarily because um in terms of jason as well we're getting the same vibes of like is this something we want to do yeah um i'd prefer something where i could help a small business um in promoting the stuff that they want to sell with an app or something like that or a community app yeah like that sounds more fun because I'm helping other people. Yeah. At the same mm-hmm. time, I'm also upskilling in how small exactly. businesses work in the process that they do. Yeah. With the other one that I'm doing, it's going to be how can I just make money off corporations mm. already? <laughs> so it, it comes to the point where it's like, do I want to make money or do I want to have fun? Have yeah. Fun and help people. <laughs> yeah. That's the question. There's things like what finds you enjoyment? And some people have yeah. enjoyment in making money, which exactly. is fine. But for me, I think my enjoyment is just helping other people out. Mm. How can I empower other people? Mm. Mm-hmm. What would you say, like, for in terms of helping smaller businesses, what is what do you think the biggest, uh, what do you call it, mistake that you see small businesses do? Biggest mistake? Ooh, that, that's a hard one. So um, that's a hard one, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know because I haven't been I haven't been around too many small businesses right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, I say when a small when I say small business, like, I, I wouldn't consider the startups that I work with. As a small business, mm. yeah, they're still in there. Like you said, they're still in the infancy stage. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if I go to a small business that's potentially already had their um, like 
been up for, up and running for 10 years. Yeah. They want to stay as a small business, as a niche business um, and helping them out. Yeah. I haven't, I've just had much mm. experience with that. Mm. Next Oops. question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an interview. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> like you had all these things juggling around. How were you able to, I guess, stay sane? That's a, that, that one. And I will say like the burnout, it did get to me. Mm. I'll say that the yeah. burnout did get to me, man. Yeah. Like stress, stress, there's nothing wrong with stress. I'll say that, mm. but extended periods of stress when you're always, um, you have, have a lot of cortisol in your body. It's, it's, it slowly, slowly burns you out. And that's why I hate when people say, Hey man, you gotta continue the grind, mm-hmm. keep grinding. Man. The grind culture. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like you're going to burn yourself out to death. And yeah. At the end of the day, you're just going to hate what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really, um, that, that I've tried to kind of share upon other people is that it's, it's okay to be stressed out. It's okay yeah. to be burnt out. But the thing is you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of yourself. So, I was, I'll tell you, like I was working maybe my day job. I was working from 7 a.m. some days till 7 p.m. And then working on resume me from 7 p.m. till mm. 3 a.m. Getting about four hours sleep a day. Mm. And then at the same time during my day job, I'd be going to my, my bosses and be like, man, like um, I'm really drained. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't, like, why am I working 12 hour days? How come no one's helping me here? Mm. Which kind of got me to resent my day job. Yeah. And then that's why I started um doing more stuff in resume but then at the same time it's like i need my day job to mm. keep mm. keep me keep the funds running for the stuff that i do for yeah. resume yeah um so it, it's kind of something where I, I had to normalize it to myself that is it okay to be working 12 hours mm. especially when you're at, at a day job you're meant to be working nine to five and it's not to say that you're going to be lazy and just work your nine to five hours mm. the, the mentality i have at work is do the best that you can do the best that you can within the time that you have yeah. but don't sacrifice your life yeah to a company that doesn't really care about you mm. <laughs> yeah just a number you're just a number you're you're just you're just police yeah that's what it is like why invest all that time that you have where you can invest it in other places where you can grow yeah and that's something that um that i, I just had to normalize to myself is saying that I'm going to try the best that I can at the end of the day, if I'm doing the best that I can, and I know that there's another gap, I just raise it with my one up. So I just raise mm. it with my bosses at my company at, um, at where I work. And then they're the ones who are meant to be dealing with it. Yeah. I'm doing my best. I can, I can only do, I can, I can give a hundred percent, but if you make me, if you're, if you're forcing me to do 150, yeah. I'm going to step back. And it's, it's a lot harder, I guess, with people who work in companies or, um, places where you could get fired for that stuff mm. but the mm. thing is why punish people for doing the best that they can yeah. Yeah. especially if their best is already uh, like 120 percent yeah like at the end of the day these companies want you there mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you're doing good they want you there yeah mm. um but yeah but um with that being said like juggling it was it was really hard it was i had i had to really um tie down kind of the work that i was doing in my day job i had to kind of say hey get some rest mm. work work the best that you can whether it's nine to five or sometimes nine to six um but if you can't complete it it's not brain surgery no there's, one's gonna die there's always tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly no, no one's life is on the line yeah yeah and then yeah. juggling that with resume as well is kind of like they're, they're very especially at a startup you see the differences like you got the commanders like i said you're part of the commanders there and it's something where 
everyone just works with each other. You're not a number, you're an actual person. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you see companies out there who are like, oh, I'm the CEO of this startup. I'm the CEO. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. It's just titles, man. At the yeah. end of the day, mm. you're all workers for the mm. same product. Yeah. You're all workers yeah. for the same company. And you just try your best mm. fill in the gaps where you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone has a skill set. Once you start putting titles on these things, it's like, I don't care, yeah. man. Like, yeah. why why are you the CEO? Why what what does your title make you better than this other person who's mm. actually developing it? Because <laughs> yeah. if they're the ones who are developing it, or you, like if you have this key resource and you feel like you're more entitled or you're more better than them. Like if they leave, what happens? Yeah. Go use your title to <laughs> use exactly. your title to do what they do. It's like we're we're often um, place our titles and labels as and attach it to our self image, mm. and that's the hard part. Like if you I like I guess a CEO, you feel like you're the king of the world and whatnot, mm. and then you feel like you you can control people. It's that yeah. ego again, right? Yeah, mm. and that's why like the best leaders out there have that kind of servant leader mm. mentality. It's the people who are working with you. I'd I'd rather and like if there was a title this person was called like the ceo of this company i'd rather be working with him mm-hmm. than working for him yeah yeah like his i don't want someone to be telling me you have to do this 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 yeah i want someone to be there brainstorming with me asking me what should we be doing yeah what yes. do you reckon would be working better for this company mm. yeah and if and it's not only just companies it's like even if if, if there's just like i want to say this if they who had that kind of mentality <laughs> to say that i am not the boss do as i say if i had someone who was out there to say like um and and there's some there's some people out there as part of who actually have that mentality and they Mm. end up being the kindest people out there they they don't Mm. care that they're top in the ranks they just care about the people and genuine genuinely care about that stuff Mm. maybe this might be cut out by (laughs) (laughs) but it's not even that it's just being a good person yeah exactly yeah yeah Mm. seeing a person and seeing them as a person, yeah. like, oh, you're lower than me. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know why there's that le- different level yeah. just because they have this certain ranking. Like yeah, they have this hierarchy. Type, hierarchy. This yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it comes back, I guess, <laughs> I just keep saying that logic stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That logic stuff. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it's like you are, you are the people out there. You just don't know it. Yeah. And if you had mm. that kind of, that mentality to say that, oh, this is me, mm. why would I, why would I choose this why person? Would I, yeah. yeah, why would I choose to dog this further? Yeah. Why would I choose to, be better than this person yeah. like mm. that's why like if you had that servant leader mentality in all businesses mm. it would be so much better because you are no longer yeah a command not, not a commander you're no longer mm. a um a director yeah mm. you are actually a leader you are mm. helping others succeed at the same time that you're succeeding yeah if someone is at the very bottom you help bring them up you don't leave them behind exactly if someone doesn't say what you do or that what that you want them to do you ask them oh is there a better way to do it you kind of get them involved in the process Mm -hmm. than just saying that nope you are wrong i am right therefore you have to do it my way (laughs) like questioning is seen as a how would i say this like a it's a bad thing you know Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to come to an understanding if you can't? Yeah. How do you learn? How are you meant to learn yeah. without questions? Yeah. yeah. You just get taught like this is the way it's done. It's like it wasn't done that way a thousand years ago. Yeah. How do we know? How yeah. do you know what was done thousands of years yeah. ago? We can mm-hmm. only base it and um, interpret the words from books and people's experiences, but mm-hmm. it's all distorted. Yeah. Because it, it, it's subjective to the people's um, interpretation of exactly. it. Exactly. 
and like how do you know they're interpreting i'm um, t- interpreting it right yeah mm-hmm. exactly I, I like to see as we're all just playing chinese telephone man that's what it is Chinese whispers Chinese whispers yeah. Chinese whispers Chinese telephone whatever I like that, that game where telephone. you telephone <laughs> Chinese whispers that's the yeah. one where you, you pass on a message but then at the end of the, the, yeah. the line you're gonna have a different message from the yeah. beginning because people will always interpret yeah. things differently they'll only absorb things differently so it's how, how do you know if you you have to find out for yourself yeah. and if you can't even question how are you supposed to find out yeah exactly so that's the hard part just being having no fear and trying to find understanding that servant leader mentality like there were a lot of there who actually were really good yeah who mm. were actually into yeah. that servant leader mentality they didn't yeah. care about it i find that a lot of the people in um i guess like nowadays some of them are just so power hungry that they want the yeah. title it's like but what are you actually doing how are you actually mm. making things better how are you helping others rather than finding faults. mistakes that other people yeah. have made mm. yeah. yeah yeah exactly like faults like yeah. don't don't find the faults find how you can help them yeah mm. like it's so it's so easy to put the blame mm. yeah. but how are you actually trying to get these guys out of the ground yeah mm. it's it's like the, this quote i created um it's a hybrid quote and i made it into a poster and gave it to Joel. Mm. but it's like have the courage to be disliked and have the strength to transcend who you think you are and become better. Mm. That's what we should all should be doing. Yeah. Man. Like always doing our best to become better. Exactly. How can I become better? How can I help others to become better? And how can I just be a good person mm-hmm. overall? As opposed to um, in pla- placing these uh, and indoctrinating my own ideologies and mm-hmm. my own philosophies onto people. It's, it's, it's like what you say, like, you, you know, if, it doesn't matter if you're my enemy, like that Tupac quote yeah, you yeah, always yeah. say. It's like, it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if you're my enemy. Um, I, I still want to see you succeed. I still yeah. want to see you do well, just not on my table. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And it, especially from this tradition that we come from, like, once you have a disagreement or uh, a different uh, perspective on something, you're straight away in the wrong. Yeah. And that that's the other thing about the truth there's there could be multiple truths to things like for me the truth i see this microphone in front of me the truth for you is you're going to see this cable mm-hmm. it's the same thing there's going to be a microphone mm-hmm. in front of me yeah there's two truths to that yeah. so it's it's not only about having the one truth it's about seeing other things but like the the other thing is being interpreted like if you hang out with this person you're instantly yeah. this person and that's the wrong way to see it yeah like exactly. i've seen a lot of people hang out with similar characteristics but they don't do those things yeah yeah but it's also like it's also like those people telling you not to hang out with that person they don't really know that other yeah. person it's yeah. just like judge own, they get judgment yeah and it's like it's probably a rumor that they heard from someone mm, else yeah. it's just like gossip yeah, yeah. It's, and like, it's just like, bro, it's like go get to know that person yeah it's just misunderstood yeah misunderstood mm-hmm it's like people, and this is something that I see a lot. It's like people see me as a bad person because I have long hair. Mm. I I dress differently. I do whatever. And it's like what? So you don't want people to be successful in a career, or you don't want to be have be friends with someone that wanna wants to help other people. Yeah, it's mm. like they don't realize that other part of it. They straight away see that odd. Oh, this person used to do this ten years ago. Therefore, he is the same. He yeah. has not changed. Like, that's the other thing being able to accept change yeah mm. that's we're so ingrained into this certain way of living and philosophy and ideologies that 
we don't want to accept change because we're mm. comfortable. Yeah. That's the other thing, like being uncomfortable with things. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, that was heavy. We, we've done an hour. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good, man. You want me to stop the recording? Uh, yeah. This is the end of the Akuru podcast. <laughs> cast, 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 cast. Okay. okay.